0: Hi everybody, welcome back to the Better Rivals podcast, this is episode 11, it is March 21st, the Habs won a game in a shootout last night, the Leafs won a game in general, <laughs> and it is a good
1: Sunday morning. It's a great Sunday morning, Abe, Un- yes, unless you're unless you're Toronto Maple Leafs goalie. Yeah, no, and that's, <laughs> well, or
0: it's a good Sunday morning if you're Jack Campbell, <laughs> right <laughs> now. So, Let's let's address the elephant in the room here. Goaltending, and lack thereof. Yep. Um, Leaf fans need to understand that Jack Campbell is not going to come in to, to just take over the net and, and save our hockey team. It's just not going to happen. He is a backup goalie. He has been since his draft year, which was 10 years ago. He's played under 100 games in the National Hockey League. And that was his seventh as a Toronto Maple Leaf. I, you cannot expect him to come in and just change and and, and be something he's not, I think, is, is more or less what I'm trying to get at. He's playing good hockey. He's playing back-to-back shutouts for games that he's played when he's been healthy. That's another issue. He hasn't been healthy. But Freddie, I, and I don't know if he's not 100%, if he's hurt. And even if he is, this is the National Hockey League. You have to perform, regardless of... Whatever. If you're if you're not ready to to stop the puck, then don't play. It's, exactly. You know, like if if you're not 100% and that's impeding you from stopping the puck, then don't play. And regardless of whether he's hurt or not, Jack Campbell, I think, has clearly taken the net at this point because the boys play better in front of him. They're tighter defensively. He makes the little save he makes the timely saves that you need from a goalie. The boys seem to always want to play in front of him because, as we know, he's one of the most high-character guys in that dressing room. Oh yeah. So. That's uh that's that man. Goal tending has been bleak, and that was very refreshing. A shutout last night was extremely refreshing. So, yeah, how's Carey Price doing?
1: Carey Price has been Carey Price. He's been he's been doing his thing. Uh. We actually had, a, like, a pretty decent week. Points in all of our games this week. Uh, two two wins, one in the shootout, and then two overtime losses. But, I mean, points in every game. Like, no weak goals. No, like, ah, eh, he should have had them. Like, he's, he's been playing like Carey Price.
0: Well, that's what you guys need, right? If he doesn't play like Carey Price, you guys aren't going
1: anywhere. Exactly. But, yeah, no, so, I, think, I think definitely in the last, like, two three weeks you know since Cloak julian was fired we've definitely seen a better carry price yeah but i think the other thing is we've seen a better team in general like everyone's playing that little bit better so i don't Mm -hmm. want to like just say it's all carry price but you know when he's well when yeah
0: when your goalie is making saves you you just you know you have that confidence to to play better hockey it's that simple really is that simple. So the way the standings sit right now is the Leafs are in first place with 42 points at 32 games played. Yep. Uh, the Oilers have 34 games played, and they're tied with us at 42 points. The Jets are four behind and only one game back, so they have 38 points, and they've played 31 games. And the Habs are sitting in the fourth spot.
1: Um, five games at hand, though.
0: Ah uh, no, the Habs have played 31, the Leafs have played 32, and you guys have 37 points, we have 42.
1: They were talking about it last night, or is it, uh, we had games in hand on Vancouver.
0: You have games in hand on Vancouver, you have four games in hand on Vancouver. Yeah, okay. okay, that's what they were talking about then. You have two points and four games on Vancouver.
1: Yeah.
0: And you also have three games and are only backed by five points on the second place Oilers.
1: Yeah. So,
0: doable. 100% doable. If you win those three games, yeah. and you, you, you even them in games played, and you win all of those three games, then you're ahead of them in the points, in yeah. getting points. Man, this is going to be tight. I'm telling I think those, like, it, it looked at one point like the Leafs were running away with it, but
1: I don't think they are anymore. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> you go 2-7 you go and seven over 9, and that's what happens. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that 2-7-over-9, and seven over nine, back to goaltending. Like, straight up, back to goaltending. Because that 2-7-over-9 and seven over nine came immediately after sweeping the Oilers for three games. Yeah. Right? With two shutouts. And that's what it was, is we were getting saves. The team has not really strayed away from their game. And the way the Leafs play the game of hockey, you're going to need those saves. Like, you're going to need a timely save, for yeah. sure. Because we're just we're so high flying and high powered offensively that of course chances are going to go the other way, right? Like that's how that works. And if you're not getting saves <laughs> you're not gonna win many games. No. And no. I don't know. That's that's part of the reason that I think that Jack Campbell because he was he got the shutout there in Edmonton, he's been hurt, comes back and just Lights out, man. Lights out. Okay, and point, he was the, making some... He played great last night, too. At this point, the crease is his to lose. Like, Freddie's he, lost it. Like... He needs to figure it out. He just needs to figure it out. Because I do believe, like, when it comes down to it, Freddie Anderson is a better goalie than Jack Campbell. I believe that. I really do. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: If, if you had both of them playing at their best, Freddie is better than Jack Campbell. But right now, like, it's Jack Campbell, and it's not close.
0: Well... I can't, it's hard to argue that. Really hard <laughs> to argue that. Keeping it on the topic of goaltenders, I want to uh, shout out that Joey Decord kid in Ottawa.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He seems like a really high high character individual again. And, um, yeah, did you see his post after after his first NHL win against the Leafs? Love that. Love that. That was good stuff. And he came uh, against
1: the Leafs, so it was even better for me.
0: Yeah. Like that, <laughs> I mean, I was really happy for him after that. Of course, I wasn't happy that the Leafs lost, but yeah. that was uh, that was some good stuff. Good stuff. He loved to see it. But he's hurt now. Done for the year. <laughs> and you hate to see that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Joey Decord. And I guess his uh, his dad is a well-respected goalie coach in the league, too. Like, uh, Noodles was calling the game. Jamie McLennan was calling the game, uh, the Ottawa game there. And he was saying, like, his dad like he's this kid's got mechanics like you know what I mean like he was raised in a net more or less and uh yeah his dad's a respected guy he's a respected guy he seems to be extremely humble especially given the fact that his dad's been in the league and been a part of the league for so long uh but yeah there's not really much other than Joey Decord is out long term it looked like he tweaked his tweaked his knee if I'm not mistaken.
1: oh yeah that'll do it
0: Uh, And the Senators' goaltending situation is abysmal, to say the least.
1: (laughs) Like, I didn't think it could get worse from the beginning of the year. I really didn't think it could, but here we are.
0: Yeah, well, you're not getting good starts out of Matt Murray, and then your backup goes down, and then your backup-backup goes down.
1: And especially after... Jaquard was looking half-decent, like he was looking alright. Yeah.
0: He was, like a good, he, he was
1: definitely easy to root for. Yeah, he definitely—he looked like he could steal a couple games for him. Oh,
0: 100%. 100%. And also, while we're talking about goaltending, Thatcher Demko, buddy.
1: Yeah. What the hell? When Thatcher Demko is on his game, he's kind of elite. Like, like. <laughs> I, I cannot argue that. Like, Yeah. That's, uh, it's crazy. Wow. Because, like, Man. he kind of came from nowhere. Like, he was well, not. I think he
0: was, he was, uh, he came from the college ranks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. NCAA. And I remember last year in the bubble, he was playing, like, spectacular. Because Mark's well, got Like, it
1: was just kind of out of nowhere in the bubble. He was unbelievable. And he's just run with it. And, like, good on him. Good on him. Good yeah. on him.
0: And, and I think, I could be wrong when I say this, but I think he had a little bit of a shaky start to this year. Just the start, like the first oh, couple games, yeah. they weren't getting the goaltending either, I think. But he has really come in to his own. Well, was, you
1: know what, the Habs played the Canucks uh, a lot early in the year, and it was one of those ones where it didn't matter. If it was Holtby or Demko, they were both kind of, you know, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But Holtby has definitely not found his game, whereas Demko is absolutely run with it he's he's their number one it's not even close Uh, hundred percent hundred percent gold keeping a little bit a little bit here and talk about the habs uh win in the uh shootout last night so our overtime strategy we were 0-9 going into it and there was something i noticed last night um so the first time they did it i guess i thought it was just something you know just a random thing. So, Suzuki was trying to get entry into the zone. You know, the Canucks were blocking it off. So, he went all the way back to carry Price. Passed the puck back to Price. And they spread out, let Price play it. And they So, I was like, okay, like, you know, you just need to, you know, give it to Price. But then they went and they did it about three or four more times. So, it's clearly something they're working on as an actual strategy. I haven't seen that before.
0: Where almost using, like, a sweeper keeper.
1: Like, that's, in my notes, I literally have it, it felt like soccer, where, like, that's what you do. If you can't break down the like the defensive unit, you go back to your goalie, use him as an outlet, and you know, create some numerical advantages. And I thought that was really interesting. It didn't lead to the goals because we went to shootout, but like, I've not seen that before ever.
0: I think I think that's really cool. I didn't see that actually, and I, I thought I watched that overtime. I must have watched just the second part of it or something. Yeah. I think I no. I think I only caught the final minute of that overtime actually because it was right yeah, after
1: the lead game. That, and that's when everything went to hell. The first like four minutes was this like chess match of like you know us doing that when Vancouver like had possession. They were very like solid, and then the last minute they were just like fuck it. Anyways, it run and gun OT.
0: Which is my favorite.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Love I've it. never seen a team do that like actually use their goalie as as an outlet because price came out like past the hash marks and was like playing the puck i've never seen that
0: that's cool Uh, that's an interesting strategy i would be interested to see if they can make that work
1: yeah like i I, want to see price hit someone with a fucking stretch pass from the fucking hash marks and like
0: well it's quite simple four people that are able to play the puck is better than having three people that are able to play the puck exactly that's that's pretty simple
1: so I know, like, obviously, like, goaltenders, like, handling the pucks, like, something that's looked at. But it's not, like, a like a super important thing. But, like, I've noticed in soccer over the last 10 years, goalies who can, like, actually play with the ball at their feet, like, that's something that is looked for. And, like, if a goalie, if you've got two goalies who are similar shot stoppers, but one can play the ball and one can't, the one who can play the ball is going to be the starter. He's going to be worth more. He's going to be the more sought-after player. And, like, this, I mean, I don't want to sound like a you know they know it all but like this could be something where like in a few years like a goalie being able to come out and play the puck like that might be something that is really looked for like and you're going to see guys like training for it at like a younger level you know what i mean
0: i do like, i do see what you're saying i don't know how that would work in hockey though just you know, because the, it's so much faster and there's so much right, less room
1: it, it wouldn't be like a like something they do all the time all the time but like in an overtime knowing yeah. that knowing that hey like if i if i need it i can go back to my goalie and he 100% i trust him he can play the puck he's not going to fuck it like that's
0: huge no that is and, and especially in situations like that i think where that would be come in handy a lot would be uh, times like power play oh, and yeah. power play and and 3 on 3 overtime i think is probably where you would want a goalie that could have those types of abilities for sure
1: because, like, you think of, like, the couple, like, really good puck playing keepers. Like, yeah, it's like Marty Turco, Carey Price is one of them, uh, Roberto Luongo. Like, Mike Smith is there. one of them, actually. Mike Smith, unreal. But, like, it's very few and far between a guy who, like, if you gave him the puck at the fucking hash marks, like, you would be like, oh, he can make a play. He's not just going to fire it down. Like, he can make a legitimate hockey play.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh... I I, I would be interested to see if, like, you're right, if that's something that we, like, not move towards. Like, I don't think we're going to start moving towards, like, this is a new revolutionary thing that goalies could play the puck. But it'd be interesting to see if we move towards goalies doing that more often.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And making actual, like, meaningful plays. Yeah. That's cool. I like that thought. Um, Leafs have placed Travis Boyd on waivers today.
1: Yeah, that was like, what, 20, 25 minutes
0: ago, just before we got on the air? Something like that, yeah. I think I saw the tweet 10 minutes before we hopped on the air. And uh, that sucks, man, because he's, I, I like him. I really like him on the fourth line roll. But, man, our team, our, those bottom two lines are getting crowded. Yeah. Like, really crowded. And we need some consistency. And I'm sorry, Boyd. I love you, man. You've been playing great. But I'd rather have the Wayne train up in there, you know?
1: No, I, I don't think anyone would argue with that.
0: Like, I love Jumbo, and I love the energy that he brings to the team, but I sure hope that guys aren't losing spots that are playing better hockey than him just because of the energy he brings to the team. Because I love, like, I think Jumbo's a great hockey player. I think he's still, he's obviously lost a step, and he wasn't ever the most fleet of foot to begin with. No. But... He, he, you get the play out of him every now and again, but sometimes he's a straight up liability.
1: And well, that happens when you're what, 42, 43? 43 years old? Yeah, forty three. Like, and
0: of course you, bre- like, they break down his ice time and they, they bring it down a lot. Like he was getting, he was getting first line minutes when he was playing constantly with Matthews and Marner, right? Like he was on like almost twenty minutes a night. That's a lot for a forty three year old man.
1: Yeah, you cannot do that every night.
0: No. So, I like him, and I think I've said this on a previous episode about Jason Spezza. Yeah. I like you get those guys, and you play them at 10 minutes a night, and you're going to get 10 minutes of battle and skill and and work. Like, Jason Spezza ripped one last night.
1: Yeah, but it, that, that looked like a highlight out of, like, like an 6 07 highlight package.
0: Well, yeah. You can either choose to play these guys twenty minutes a night and get the the later career, like you can get Dallas Stars Jason Spezza or late career San Jose Sp- Sharks Joe yeah. Thornton, or you can get like mid to late two thousands Joe Thornton. Okay, maybe not that good, but and and like Ottawa Senators Jason Spezza for yeah. ten minutes a night instead yeah. of twenty. You know?
1: Yeah, because if you that, like that ten minutes is perfect because you're not overworking them. You're not. You're letting them play their game. You're not but, asking them to go out and do that, basically double that.
0: You want all of their ability and everything they do to be like, brought out in those 10 minutes. You don't okay. want to have to rely on those guys for 20 minutes of ice time, because if they're spreading that energy at that age over 20 minutes, it's just simply not going to be as good hockey. Like, oh. they're just not going to play as good. It's it's really simple. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Galchenyak! Golly! First point? With the Apple. The Galchenyak jersey is in my cart from Real Sports and Apparel.
1: Do it. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger right now.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have an Austin Matthews jersey yet. I think I gotta get that one first. Do both do both get a galley man if i get a gilchenyak jersey i have to get instead of gilchenyak galley sucks on the back i have to get it if that's what i do i just got to go galley sucks that would be hilarious uh, that's oh. funny
1: yeah um it was a weird thing a alistair's jersey yeah it really is
0: yeah oh, speaking of gilchenyak how the refereeing in last night's game Oh that hooking call but did you see what happened immediately before it no no I only saw the hook okay so this is exactly what happened galanyac's literally like he almost on a breakaway like he's like he beats the guy beats the defenseman wheeling down the boards right in front of the benches beats the defenseman gets his legs taken out like straight up both of them like it was with it was with the guy's like knee area he like yeah. came in and like just caught galley as he was skating up the boards Takes him down, and he would have been on a clean break. Yeah. And I was like, you're kidding. How is that not a penalty? How is that not a penalty? And I'm sitting there mad that it's not a penalty. The whistle blows, and Galchenyak's taking a hooking penalty. And I lost it. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, there's no way that I just saw that happen. Yeah. Man, the inconsistency. I don't know. I haven't watched many Habs games. How's it How's it been in Habs games?
1: Um. It's, it's been so 50-50. Like, some games everything's called, some games nothing is called, some games the refs just call whatever the fuck they feel like calling. Uh, it's just, it's all over the place. It's, yeah. it's all over the place.
0: Well, and this is something we've been calling for for how long? Yeah. Like Oh! Twitter has shown me the USHL Tri-City Storm. Goalie goal!
1: Oh, empty, into an empty net or what? Into an empty net, yeah. Here, I'm sending it to you right now. <laughs> um, if you want to just keep going on discipline here, how yeah, about that, that 10 hit in the Pittsburgh-Boston game? I have not seen it. Should I have? Well, the five for uh, boarding? Five in a game? It was earlier in the week? Oh, yes, no, I did see that.
0: Ah! Okay. Man, oh, man, oh, I don't think that's a bad hit.
1: Okay, okay. My my thing with it, the hit itself, just just the hit, is not bad. I think two for boarding is fine. Okay. But he comes across from fucking the other side of the ice, and he only has eyes for the fucking hit. He's not trying to play the puck there. He is okay, trying so you, are you thinking it's a charge? Is that what you're saying? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I, think I think two for boarding on the hit just alone, just the hit, two for boarding would have been fine. But he came from across the ice, and he was looking to hurt a guy. He's not looking to play the puck there. Um, but again, no supplemental discipline. Man,
0: oh, man, oh, it's a fight. He just finishes his check. It's unfortunate because he lands head first in the boards, man. Like, you never want to see that, obviously.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you because I know what clip you're watching right now, and it's just the hit. and it's No, the, I'm
0: watching the one now where he runs where he across, the across the ice, the ice skates ice. from the other side of the center ice circle. Yeah. Like, and, charges on... That's a yeah. charging penalty, yeah, but it's not a
1: bad hit. No, but you can't... You can't fly across the ice like that and smoke a guy. Like, you just... Like, that's just brutal. Like, he's Did not... gonna he get like any games backpack. for it? Pardon? Did he get any games for it? Nothing.
0: Good. Good. I would have been kind of salty if he would have served any suspension for that, honestly.
1: Yes. Like, like, my problem is, yeah, like, you just can't fly across the ice like that. That's fucking horrific. The, the hit yeah, but, the hit itself is fine. The hit is shoulder to shoulder. I've got no problem with the hit. But you can't fly across the ice like that to deliver that hit. Yeah, but, man, you don't
0: think that... Like, let, let me put it to you this way. We're not even having this conversation if Tenorti just just gets up. Okay. Uh, i Well, it's still a charge. It's still a charge. Like, uh, he he's still charged him. That's two minutes for charging.
1: Yeah.
0: I would agree with that. But I don't, like, he just finished his check, man. Like, I I, I don't think that that's worth anything more than two minutes for charging. Like that, you know. You, especially like you've played hockey, man. You know how quick things get, and how like, especially you know you're at the end of a shift. Maybe you took a slash in the back of the leg. You might want to run somebody. You don't go for their head. You don't hit them dirty. And I don't think he did. Very unfortunate result. Like yeah, very I'm, unfortunate result. And you know, I really, really hope Jared Tenardi's
1: okay. I like I'm, I just keep watching this clip, and like he 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 knows. He he looks. And he sees the guy coming. He's on the other end of the ice, and goes, "I'm gonna fucking drive him into the boards." And you just, you can though. Like that's, you're allowed to play. You're allowed to hit in hockey. You're allowed to hit, but like you can't. The whole like he's just. It strides the whole way through. There's no gliding there. He strides right into him. He's brutal.
0: Yeah, doesn't leave his feet though. Doesn't go for the head. It's not blindside. I don't know. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying that you don't like that. But if you take that out of hockey, then, like, if you say you can't do that, then people are going to be like, are you kidding me? Then what what can we do?
1: Yeah. Because, like I said, I don't have a problem with the hit. If he, you know, takes his couple strides and glides into that, we're not having a conversation. Like, a, it's it's done. It's, A, look at that big hit the other night. But you can't fly across the ice like that.
0: Yeah. Can't argue with you there. Oh, shit. I just realized Connor McDavid has pa- tied Austin Matthews for goals.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about how Tyler Toffoli on pace for 50 and 82? <laughs> is he actually? <laughs> he legit is. He's on that is unsustainable. Now. Is it? That is unsustainable. Well, I mean, he, he's picked up a lower body injury, so now it might be, but, like... He's been playing really good hockey. Austin
0: Matthews hasn't been scoring goals. It's really frustrating. Well, he yes. hit two posts last night. Like, oh, man oh man o oh. Like, glorious opportunities, too. And, like, you could see... Like, you should have seen him on the bench after, like...
1: Oh, I saw the gif of him... Uh, a little, 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 little temper tantrum.
0: Yep. Not a happy camper. But, man... Want to know something that, I, and I know I say this all the time. Mitch Marner has to be, like, he's got better vision than anybody I've ever seen in this league before. Like, it's like he's watching the game. It's like he's watching the game from from the bird's eye.
1: Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I... Like, I Who's got better vision like, for the game? I, I look at guys like Jumbo and Patty Marlowe who are fucking like four digit assists like I would much rather those guys in their prime than Marner in his prime right now.
0: I uh, would argue, I yeah. would argue that all day.
1: Like uh, you know no and you know it would be a good argument cuz I, I think think there's valid points on both sides. Like it, there's no yeah. Well, yeah. let's have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, do I just need to pull up the Olympic gold medals and kind of end that argument? Okay, but
0: Mitch Marner hasn't even been 18 for an Olympic like an Olympics yet.
1: I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, like <laughs> if you're talking about the best vision you've ever seen, like, he's up there, but, you know.
0: Well, it's just, it seems like, because, like, to, to be honest with you, he's not the fastest, he's quick. He's not the fastest skater in the world. But it just, it seems like whenever some, like, whenever he's, like, on zone entry specifically, he seems to just always turn, like, almost every time he's making a, a zone entry, turn something, nothing into something every time like you know what i mean like he just he he sees lanes that like when you're watching the game at home you go make the pass what are you doing make the pass and nobody makes the pass ever he makes that pass you know what i mean like just and it's so fun to watch so fun to watch and william nylander's been on a hot streak but i really want to give the props to to mitch marner today i think he he's been playing the best the past two games the like friday saturday night the back-to-backs mitch marner's looked like a man on a mission like straight up, and he's playing great hockey. And props to you, kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's. I think he's definitely played. He's been one of the better Leafs all year, really.
0: He really has, and it's at the beginning of the year. He started slow, and something switched. Something switched, because he's back to being magic, man. Absolute magician with the puck. And he's got 28 assists. And he's sitting at 40 points. So, and here's another thing about Mitch Marner. 12 goals, zero power play goals.
1: Yeah, because he's the setup, man. He's the passer.
0: He's the passer when it comes to the power play. But when you need a goal at five on five, call on this man. Yeah. Call it, because And the thing is, man, that goal he scored uh, against Calgary on Friday night, absolute rip, man. Like, walks into the slot and rips it bar Dizzy, Just yeah. Oh, m- beautiful. And I was like, Mitch, you can shoot. My- like That looked like Austin walking into the slot and just ripping one bar
1: down. And you look like Austin Matthews. Did you see Nick Suzuki's goals on sa- Friday and Saturday night? Oh, absolute rips, too. Like, absolute I, rips. Like, they were the same goal. Carbon copies. Yeah, un- unbelievable. 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 Great,
0: great rips, man. Love those. Love that. So, how do you feel about... Van, like, who do you think is going to finish last in this division? Do you think it's going to be Ottawa? Or do you think or do you think Vancouver's going to going to shit the bed again here?
1: Um, <laughs> I think. I think it depends entirely on goaltending. So I think. think if if, if, I, I think if, if I think Demko could be the reason that the Canucks don't finish last, he could put this team on his back. They might not make the playoffs, but they won't finish last if he plays the majority of these games, their last remaining games, and, like, has been the Demko we've seen recently. Like, they'll be fine. because I, uh, I would
0: totally agree with that. The Jets, too, are scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I don't know. The Jets scare me. I, I'm just looking at this division as a whole right now. And, man, I Winnipeg any given night can put seven in the net.
1: But Winnipeg, any given night, can give up seven too, because we've seen it a couple times.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I get that, and that's why they're probably that. That that's probably why they're not leading the division right now, is because they can also give up that seven. And if Hellebuck, for whatever reason, isn't making saves one night, they're
1: fucked. Yeah, right. Well, like, that's that's what happened a couple of weeks ago. That Friday, that Saturday night against the Habs, like Hellebuck had a fucking garbage game, and we put up seven. Like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you guys won that game, like, 7-1, right?
1: Yep. Jeez. And that's the thing. I don't see the Habs or the Leafs losing 7-1. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I just don't see us doing that. The Oilers, maybe. I don't think they'd lose 7-1. They might lose (laughs) 7-6. McJesus and Dreisaitl might fucking put up some goals, but...
0: I just saw an article, which I am not going to click on, because fuck Steve Simmons. (laughs) Five hours ago, the Toronto Sun, Simmons, leaves Captain Tavares not living up to his salary.
1: Oh, boy. All right, Dave. Let's go. Let's let's have this talk. Do we have to? I I think we have this talk. Hey, I... I'm I'm neutral on this on this topic, Abe.
0: Well, here let's get a full list of points here. Uh, okay, I really don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, John Tavares is right now. He's sitting at a he's sitting at
1: twenty seven points. Yeah, is that, nine, right? nine goals, eighteen assists, plus ten. You know.
0: Where did I see that? Why am I missing it again? There we go. John Tavares. There we go. Okay. So 27 points in 32 games, including nine goals, and he's a plus 10. Yeah. He also is the captain of this hockey team. Yep. And took less money to come play for this hockey team.
1: True. rock steve simmons (laughs) kick rocks so not that i want to back steve simmons but if i'm paying my captain 11 mil a year until 2024 2025 is the last year of it i would kind of expect a little more offense from him
0: I see what you're saying. I totally see what yeah. you're saying. The other thing you have to understand, though, is John Tavares is being placed in a 2C role, right? Yeah. Like, he's the second line center.
1: He is,
0: 100%. And, man, 0.84 points per game from your second line center is good. Oh, no, Very
1: 100%. 100%. I'm not going to argue that. I just, I think, I think he's a victim in this case of. He's not that he's getting paid too much, but his salary makes it seem like he should be doing more. You know what I, I
0: mean? I kind of see what you're saying. Like the first year he came to Toronto, he scored 47 goals. Yeah. Right? Like that's I think what people want to see out of John. Exactly. And the thing about John, and it's it's really interesting actually, the thing about John is We've known him as one of the better players in the NHL for like since he came in, right? Like in 2009, Pretty much. when he came in. Remember World Juniors, like the, John Tavares was the big guy. Uh, He's going to he come was, into the league.
1: Uh, he was granted exceptional player status in the CHL. Into the OHL, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and
0: since then, the thing about John Tavares, the guy has skated in mud his entire career.
1: Yeah.
0: He is one of the slowest hockey players that I've ever seen. And it's amazing because he still somehow gets the job done. But I think right now that's what's catching up to him is there's a lot of guys in the league who are really, really fast.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, really they're, really they're nowhere near as good as him, but they're faster than him.
0: Yes. And that, it seems like that's what it is with John is he seems to like when he's on zone entries and, and things of that nature, he seems to always get caught.
1: Yeah.
0: And it turns into lots of giveaways and my father in particular has been getting very frustrated with the giveaways from John Tavares because he does that. He get the neutral zone giveaways from him. Uh, they, he needs to figure out a way to stop fucking doing that. Because it's really starting to get on everybody's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> but like,
1: rightfully so though.
0: There's a lot of times though when you need a goal. Like, you know, it's four, two in the third period and you need one to get your team. Your, your team looks just flat and John Tavares will come and either make a great play and, 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 assist on a goal or score a goal and, and put your bench back in the game, get your bench back in it.
1: You know what I mean? And, look, and, and even as someone who doesn't walk the least, like if you told me like, Oh, the least are down a goal with a minute left, who are you going to put on the ice? Tavares would be the second name on, it'd be Matthew Tavares. Like that's, I, I, yeah, he's that guy. But you, I, I, you have to have Mitch Marner. No, I'm, I'm saying in I'm that saying, conversation. I'm just saying, like, the like the order. I would say it would be Matthews, Tavares, Marner.
0: That's got to be it. Those that that, that that those those are the big three. Obviously, yeah. we know those are the big three. Yeah. And yes, the one who is playing the least exceptional, we'll call it right now. I'm trying yeah. to be nice. Is John Tavares for sure? But to come out like that's what I hate about Steve Simmons. That's what I hate about Steve Simmons. To come out and write an article telling John that he sucks pisses me off.
1: Yeah, because he like, knows sees it. You know he does, hundred and ten percent.
0: Yeah, and I just, I, I, and John's the type of guy who like he's gonna look at that and think the same thing I am. Who gives a fuck what Steve Simmons thinks? Yeah, like seriously. But yeah, he's a polarizing reporter. That guy.
1: Yeah, and, like, I've never liked the uh, like the headline-grabbing, like, writers. I've never liked that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think we can go back, and, yes, we are going to give this a little more airtime here, is when he revealed that Austin had COVID and nobody else in the league had been, like, nobody else in the league, nobody knew any of the players that actually had the virus. Yeah. And Steve Simmons wrote an article saying Austin Matthews has COVID. And then Austin Matthews, in a press conference, when asked a question by Steve Simmons, called him right out on it. Do you remember that? Uh, I do, yeah. That was spectacular. Everybody listening, go find the YouTube clip of it. It's great. Austin Matthews just basically goes, yeah, Steve, uh, I'm not going to lie, I I really don't appreciate that article you wrote about me. And, uh, yeah, that's about that. I think you suck. And, (laughs)
1: like, that's – I can't argue with him. yeah. Do you remember – uh, Voracek called out that uh, Philly reporter too. Same thing. Oh, love that! That love yeah. Voracek calling that
0: guy out, and yeah, connect me's face in that too was great. I'm okay. just on the point like points leaders page here. David Pasternak has 14 goals in 21 games, 26 points. That man is an absolute unit firecracker, like
1: oh, unit and firecracker. Like I okay. You know how much I fucking hate the Bruins with like all of my heart. You know how much I fucking hate the Bruins with all of my heart. Exactly. But I, for some reason, I cannot hate Pasternak. I just can't.
0: I know. I. Me too. I. I hate every other player on that team.
1: Yep. Every other player. The, the know, only Bergeron's I was cool. Saying, Bergeron only when he plays for Canada. When he plays for Canada, I it, it's fine. Because like Marchand, even when he plays for Canada, I still hate him. But, like, Bergeron, when he plays for Canada, he's cool. I, I'll give him a thumbs up. Yeah. Can't argue with you on that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no,
0: you're right. Pasta, you just can't. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't hate him. You uh, you gotta love him. Uh, Jeff Petrie Norris update? Um,
1: He's been playing basically the same hockey. Uh, He's playing, actually, he's back playing with Kulak because Chirot's out with a uh, fractured hand. He's out six to eight weeks. So uh, Weber has now been playing with Edmondson, Kulak's been with Petrie, and then uh, Romanov, Mete, and Wallett have been uh, a rotating bottom pair, two of the three of them.
0: Okay. Uh, looks like he's sitting five points back of the lead for defenseman points now. Yep. He, man, Tyson Berry had a week. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I guess we have to talk about Tyson Berry. Um fun. Well, just there's a Leafs connection there. Man, that is so frustrating. Like watching it, like well, we got him out of uh, Colorado yeah, and the Qadri, right. Pardon the Cadre deal. Yeah, that was the Cadre deal. Okay. And we got Kerfoot and him for Cadre, and I was so happy because I knew that he was a very high scoring defenseman. Like I knew he had been in the top of the league for the past couple of years, and I was very excited to get him in a Leafs uniform. But now. And then he goes to Toronto, sorry, and plays under Mike Babcock and sucked. Terrible. Yep. Yeah. Then he played actually pretty good under Sheldon Keefe. I don't remember what the exact numbers are, but he was on a pretty high scoring pace under Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. yeah. And then he walks and now he is second in the league in points among defensemen again. And I am so frustrated by that stat. So frustrated. Because I wanted him to work so well with that high-powered offense that we have. And it just never happened.
1: So who, do we know who his partner is in uh, Edmonton? Does he play with Nurse? Well, I think he gets a lot of the
0: points on the power play. Yeah. I'm looking and at... I think uh, he's I think he's the only defenseman on the power play.
1: 14 of his 30 are on the power play. So half... half, half just under half his points are power play points.
0: Okay. Let's see who his partner is. I think he's playing with Nurse. I literally just Googled Tyson Berry in the first article that came up is, will Tyson Berry's defense hinder the Toronto Maple Leafs? And yes, it did. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Euler's death chart. Yeah, looks like he plays with... Dar- no, he looks like he plays with Adam Larson. And Darnell Nurse plays with William Lagason. I don't... What? Nope. Who's that? <laughs> But, so I it looks Adam, like he plays with Adam Larson.
1: So I know Adam Larson's a lot more of a solid, like, defensive defenseman. Stay-at-home guy, yeah. So I think that I think that helps him. Because he was, what, playing with uh, Morgan Riley in Toronto? I
0: believe so. Yeah, if he would have yeah. been playing with a guy like Muzzin, that might have helped this case.
1: Yeah, because I think, you know, you pair two offensive-minded guys together, and you're it's not going to go well.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to give up lots of goals, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think... More because Morgan Riley's the better of the two, not that he got away with it more, but he took a little bit less slack, uh, like stick for it. Whereas Tyson Berry took a lot of heat for maybe not all of his mistakes, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And and Morgan Riley, too, I think another reason that them being a pairing isn't very good is when Morgan Riley is can't think about jumping into the rush and playing offensively. That's yeah. that hinders his game like a lot. So when he's playing with a guy like TJ Brody, like he is now. Yeah. Timothy Jimothy Brody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah no
1: he, he he knows he can he can hop in the rush and he knows that Brody's covering back there. It's fine. It's yeah. good. And
0: Brody doesn't have a goal yet as a leaf. Let me tell you something. I don't give a no, shit Yep. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's playing so good. <laughs> like he's so good on the on the back end. He is the he is the most disruptive guy. What like when an odd man rush is coming on like against him, he is the most disruptive defenseman like that I've ever seen. Like his stick is just I have never I I can't do that. It's crazy. <laughs> like just two on ones, three on twos. If T J Brody's there, you might as well just dump the puck in. Like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Because he's gonna rip it right off your stick and then we're going the other way. It's great. It's so refreshing to have that defenseman there on your first top pairing. So good. And as a Hab, you know what it's like. Oh, yeah. As a Habs fan, you're not a Hab. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean. Um, before we uh, finish here, I do want to talk about um, Dollar Dollar Bill, Kirill.
1: Like, can we just have a segment of the show for him every week? Because, like, it feels well, like we end up talking about him every week. Can we just have, like,. Can we make a segment out of it?
0: Well, yes, I would love to. Because this Your man deserves
1: unbelievable. it. <laughs> well,
0: want to know what really pissed me off. What? Watching uh, Sportsnet, they called him Kirill the Thrill. No. no.
1: Phil the Thrill. It's Phil the Thrill. Phil the
0: Thrill and Dalla Dalla Bill Kirill. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. Who calls him Kirill the Thrill? They're like, I think that's what the kids are calling him nowadays. No, yeah. they're not. They call him Dalla Dalla Bill. <laughs> Every time. Without fail.
1: Yeah, kids on uh, 10 goals, 15 assists for the year. He's runaway Calder winner. Lead. What? Oh, I said runaway Calder winner. At this oh ball yeah, ball. he's got a
0: seven-point lead among 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 uh, Rookie. rookies. Okay. Sorry, and uh, yeah, Jimmy Stew's in second there with 18. Love him too. Yeah. Battle of our Senators team. Give him a couple years. They'll be all right. I don't buy the Mark Mathot comment that they're going to be better than Toronto. Like, that's, I think, insane. Just because, like, Jimmy Jimmy Stew and Brady Kachuk are not Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Like, like that's... I,
1: like, I understand what he's trying to say. Is that they're, they're going to be, you know... They're no. going to be good in a few years. But, like, unless Toronto... The only way I see that happening is if Toronto trades all of their Big Five. If you trade all of the Big Five in a couple years, then then maybe the Senators will be better than them. Big Five? Well, I'm, like, so Austin, Tavares, uh, Nylander, uh, Marner, Marner, and Morgan Riley. Okay, more. I, th- I, I was wondering who the fifth was there. Yeah. yeah. Mo, like, yeah. Like, like, if you get rid of all five of those players, the Sanders might be better than them. But, like, is that going to happen? No. No. Hell no.
0: Yeah, no, that was, uh... That was a very courageous comment there by good old Mark Mathot.
1: Yeah, that's when you you save in the bookmarks and keep it for when the Senators are in the basement in five years still.
0: Yep, because they're a dumpster fire organization. And even though they have great players like Brady Kachuk, Jimmy Stew. By the way, when I say Jimmy Stew, I'm talking about Tim Stutzel, if you guys didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it took me a very long time to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I but I do genuinely believe that we could run that franchise better than Eugene Melny. Yeah, got, no, I genuinely I've got believe. That no doubt in my mind.
0: Hundred percent. Another thing I want to get to is just the hypothetical conversation that we had last night about a lineup. <laughs> Think about this, guys. You got you line up at center but, yeah. ice to start a hockey game. Yeah, give,
1: yeah. give them the context first. Give him the context first. Okay.
0: Okay. So Zach Hyman scored the most Zach Hyman goal. In the world last night, like just an absolute wrecking ball, skated around the offensive zone three times and then put the puck in the back of the net. On, like, just through it went right through Riddick. Like, it was, you know, not a snipe, classic Zach Hyman. While that happens, Brandon Gallagher is doing the same shit in Montreal, <laughs> the same thing. Yep. And then we got to thinking, could you imagine a line with Brandon Gallagher and Zach Hyman on it? And then Fill that third role with, like, either, like, a Marshand or, like, either Kachuk brother. That would be
1: nightmare fuel. <laughs> like, like as, as, a, as someone who's played defense, like, if I look at that line, if I'm lined up for a faceoff and I see those three guys hop over the boards, I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Oh, we're fucked. Because, you know, they're beating you to every loose puck. They are winning every puck battle. They are finishing every check. They are outworking you for two minutes. Like, they're they're just straight up outworking you. That's it. Yeah. And it's going to be hell. You are just going to skate around
0: your own zone and just follow them. them. That's, That's, like, yeah, that that would be nightmare fuel, man. That, and, like, that's not entirely out of the realm of possibility is to create a line like that. Because those aren't high-salary guys. Like, what's what's, uh, Gallagher's salary? Six and a half. Six and a half, so but he's, Zach he's I think right now is on, uh, he'll probably at the end of this year sign for close of close to four or five, Yeah. but Zach right now I think is only like on a two or a three million dollar contract. Give me a there. Bring up Cap Friendly, find that out. And then the Kachuks at this point are 2.25. on. 2.25. So there you go. And then the Kachuk, uh Brady is still on his rookie deal. Yeah. And Matt's I think only making five or six, do you got that? Be, like so realistically that's doable like that's a general manager could make that happen in this league 100 percent. maybe not that specific line matt's on seven Matt's on seven yeah. so you're looking at about 13 and a half but you're looking at about a 15 million dollar line that's not bad
1: no not at all and you look matt kachuk's probably a 20 30 goal score, Brendan Gallagher's a 30 goal score, like Zach
0: Hyman's gonna put about 20, 25 in the net.
1: Yeah, like that's a very, very scary line. Like that if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at that line coming over the boards, I'm thinking I might just sucker punch one and take the two minute penalty and just get like and just be done with that. Because yeah, that would less be stressful. Just, oh, so much less stressful than fucking dealing with that line.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you're a GM in the league, you've got to think, man, I can do that. Like, yeah, I can make yeah. that happen. Some, maybe not that particularly, because you're not going to rip Zach Hyman from the Leafs' hands. You're not going to rip Brandon Gallagher from the Habs' hands. And, and you're not definitely gonna, not going to rip Mad, Maddie Kachuk from the Calgary Flames' hands.
1: But so something like that. that. That mold of player. Those guys who are just fucking workhorses. They're just going to win puck battles. Like, those guys. If you, you could put a fucking full team of those guys together, Not they're not always the most high-skilled guys. But I guarantee you, if you put a team of those guys together, they win a cup. 110%. Yeah, they wouldn't stop they, until they did. Yeah, they would outwork every other team in the league.
0: Yeah, 100% they would. That would be very fun to see. Uh, also, Drew Doughty is making his way back into the into the league here.
1: Yeah, he's, like, kind of not played like shit the last little bit. Good for yeah. him, man. You know, I, I've always liked him. He's a great guy. I've met him uh, once before, like, nice guy. So i always, like, had a little soft spot for him. Like, you know. And to see him actually, like finally playing the way we know he can again it's nice yeah
0: no totally 100 percent 100 it's good to see guys and the total polar opposite of that is Eric Carlson how about those comments him saying that he doesn't want to go through another rebuild
1: well I mean like I I understand what he's what he means because he when he went to San Jose it was fucking it was Marlowe Thornton like they were going for cops. I think they saw like Pavelski, Logan Couture at that point. Like they were they were going to win Cups, so that's what he was going for. But like at the same time, he's got to look when he went to San Jose, look at the age of the, uh, ages of those guys, and been like, yeah, this is a two or three year window, and then it's it's done. Well,
0: and I've been seeing this take a lot, and that is Eric. If you don't want to go through a rebuild play better hockey.
1: Yeah. That like,
0: I uh, You suck. You yeah. you are part of the reason that you guys suck right now. So if you right. don't want to suck, play better hockey. It's really not that hard. Like, it, it is hard to play better hockey. Like, but yeah. like, the thought process isn't that
1: difficult. No. Yeah. It's, you know, be the change you want to see on that team. You don't want to see a fucking rebuild. Okay. Fucking get your shit together. You know, maybe spend an extra hour, you know, at practice, you know, maybe hit the weight room a little more. Like, Something. (laughs) Well,
0: in 2017, he was in the conversation for best player in the world. Honestly, yeah. No,
1: (coughs) he legitimately was. Like, legitimately. Like, up there with Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. Yeah, like, yeah, he was almost almost a unanimous, like, third best player in the world. At that time, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Other guys have made their way into that conversation, like the Austin Matthews of the world and the Nathan McKinnons of the world. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that and we've talked about this before dramatic decline yeah. dramatic
1: and it's there's a couple injuries there but and and some personal stuff which obviously like you take into effect but again like talking about this rebuild thing like you got to look at the project you're going to and if you're going to a team of like 35 year old, you know 36 year old guys and signing a long-term deal like that's you you know what you were getting yourself into you're getting yourself into three two or three years of contending and then rebuilding because those guys age out. He he well, didn't get himself injured.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know what that team's gonna do, man. Like their cap situation is brutal. Like it's, it's really bad. And Doug Wilson's their general manager, and he's done a great job up until like they've been a contender for a very 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 long time, oh, like yeah. up until recently. And man oh man oh. They're going to. Uh, well, they they kicked it down. The, they kicked it down the can down the road is what what they call it, right? When you, you know, you keep trying to win and trying to win and trying to win, and you put off that rebuild until now. And but the longer you put it off, the worse it is.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they're sitting on two point four mil in free cap space. We're so, good.
0: oh man, Logan Couture at. 8 8 till 26 27
1: it might even be longer than that it literally it, cu- it literally cuts off it could be more than that
0: it could be more than that. Evander Kane and by the way no modified no trade clause
1: on and on Kane and on Hurdle and on They Brent. got
0: Kane <laughs> at 7 Timo Meyer at 6 Hurdle at 5.6 Kevin Leback
1: Kevin LeBanc at four point seven. Oof. I I look at the I'm looking at the defense right now, and you got Eric Carlson on eleven and a half until at least twenty six twenty seven. Brent Burns is on eight until twenty four twenty five. Vlasic's on seven until twenty five twenty six. They're fucked. The they, young, they're, the youngest guy there is Carlson, who's thirty. They're fucked. Yeah.
0: Like, pardon my French, but oh my God. Like, it's worse than I thought.
1: Yeah. Like, this is just an old team with shit contracts.
0: (sighs) Wow. That's concerning, man. Like, for the league, almost.
1: (laughs) Like, Like, these guys could be really,
0: really bad for a long time. They're going to be. They're going to be. Like, I don't see them get... I don't see how they could get themselves out of this.
1: So they might be paying a 36-year-old Eric Carlson $11.5 million a year. He is in,
0: like... What is he in? Year two of his contract? Three? I don't even... Let's see. He signed it in 2019-20. He's in year two of his contract, and he has all... He's... Right now, I would say Eric Carlson's worth at a maximum three or four million dollars. Yeah. Right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, like the way he's been playing the last couple of years, yeah. And you have him until twenty six, twenty seven at eleven point five. That's ouch. Oh my God, ouch. Um. So Couture is signed through twenty six, twenty seven. So it doesn't like go beyond that.
1: He is going to be 37 and making $8 million a year. And, and
0: he's not even that
1: good. No. Like, not even at his peak do I think he was an $8 million player.
0: No, he's got 568 points in 744 games yeah. in his NHL career.
1: Like he's, That's not that's that, that an, good. No, that is not a fucking $8 million player.
0: And again, if, if you can make the same argument here that I did for Tavares earlier, he's the captain, and
1: yeah, but like that's a bad fucking contract. Yeah, yeah. Evander Kane might be worse. Evander Kane might be worse, but he's only got three, he's only got three years left of it, so I don't hate it as much, and he's younger. And he's but, younger, yeah. And but, actually,
0: I think he's actually scoring some goals this year. He has this year twenty six points in twenty nine games, twelve
1: goals. So. Yeah. That's not terrible. That's better than he's been. Like he'll be thirty-three when his deal's up, so like I don't hate that. That's like, fair, as, yeah. As much instead of giving a fucking thirty-year-old. Like I'm. Look at their goaltending, with Jones Jones and Dupin. and they're giving Jones five point seven five. Like.
0: That's a no good, yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to see that, man. Well,
1: That's good. it is what
0: it is. We'll but leave it at that because, like, obviously, like, the war... The, honestly, it's like a car crash. The more you look, the worse it gets. Honestly. Like, I don't know, man. That's an absolute dumpster fire organization if you want it. Like, we thought Ottawa... Like, Ottawa at least isn't in this type of situation. No, Like, Ottawa-, Ottawa has an opportunity to build. There is no opportunity here.
1: Ottawa's problems are less... On ice than they are off ice. Like their their actual team management is horrific. But like if you if you if I opened up Ottawa's cat friendly page, like there's some bright spots there. Like there's some positives. Absolutely, it's a moron.
0: Well, they also need to do the right thing when it comes to signing Brady and Stutzla. They yep. need to make sure that they get some good contracts there. Hundred percent. Especially with the flat count.
1: And the other thing is like. And I hope that these kids realize that, like, so I'm a big, big, like, fan of guys taking team-friendly contracts. Because it helps, like, when guys say they want to win cups, but then go and ask for $11.5 million. So Eric Carlson is taking up 14.1% of San Jose's cap. Like, how can you go there and take up 14% of the cap and say, oh, but I want you to bring in guys to help win a cup. Because I want to win a cup. So, like, I hope guys like Stutzla and Kickchuck like, it clicks where that you know, instead of asking for 10 mil, ask for, you know, seven and a half, eight. You know, leave the team some space to work with, to bring in the pieces to help you succeed. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And you do want to see guys get paid, too, though. Like, 100%. 100%. That's
1: the thing. Like, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want them signing fucking, well, I mean, okay. I will take a fucking minimum wage contract in the NHL every day of the week without hesitating seven hundred thousand a year sign me the fuck up but at the same time like yeah like i want to see these kids get paid they deserve the money that they get paid but you know like help help yourself help the team
0: exactly yeah if you want to win cups it's that's pretty simple yeah you're only allowed to spend a certain amount of money on hockey players guys yeah. like you know like this is like if you're kyle dubas talking to the boy talking to the leafs right now yeah. you're only allowed to spend a certain amount on, on guys, we we can't go over that. We have the money to go over that, but we legally cannot go over that. Yeah. So you, like, it's a simple conversation, right? Yeah. You have to take a little bit less so we can be a little bit better and yeah. we can win.
1: Well, think about it. Like, if your top five guys, let's just say they all take a million off their deals, right, when they're negotiating. That's five million in cap space that you can now sign someone. Yeah, that's a number one D-man. Yeah, like, that's a number one D-man. Like, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And like, all it takes is, you know, instead of Austin Matthews being on, what is it, 14? Or whatever, 13? 11.5. Whatever. Same shit. 10, 10.5. Like, it's, it's that little difference. And I hope that these kids, like, realize that. Because that's that's a huge thing. Well, and, but then you have to think, did Austin take a little bit? Because
0: right before that, Connor McDavid signed for 13 million. And Austin yeah. easily could have went in and asked for that, too. Because, guess what? The Leafs were going to give him whatever the hell he wanted.
1: 100%. But it's, you know... It's 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 finding that balance of what he wants, what he's worth, and what the team can realistically pay him. Yeah. Like, realistically. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to get off your chest today, Gatano? Uh, I do want to talk about a Cole Caulfield. Just a little bit. Just a okay, little bit. Go off. Cole Caulfield is fucking... I'm so excited to see this kid play for the Habs, man. So he, the regular season at Wisconsin's finished, uh, his Wisconsin Badgers finished number one in the Big Ten. Um, he was the national goals uh, goals leader with 27, national points leader with 48 points, Hobie Baker nominee, unanimous Big Ten Player of the Year, and the Big Ten scoring champ. And he's too small
0: to play in the NHL.
1: <laughs> I just... I'm gonna clip that, and every time he scores against the Leafs, I'm just gonna fucking tweet that clip. He's too small to play in the NHL. He's too small to play in the NHL. Because I, I fully expect that once he's integrated into the team and like, you know, because he's gonna he's gonna put on that his you know adult weight because he's only fucking 20. I expect him to be like he could easily be a 40, 50 goal scorer every year. He could he's gonna be that good.
0: That's some pressure.
1: I, I don't think he's like. In his rookie season, I think twenty twenty-five goals is, you know that's kind of where we're setting the mark. Then but that's, you want to him, yeah. you wanna see him progress, right? So, you know, twenty twenty-five in his first year, you know, hopefully maybe hit thirty in the second, thirty-five, and then, you know, years three, four, five, and after that, then you wanna see him up forty-fifty.
0: Yeah, that's if, what so that's you think his ceiling is that high, eh?
1: I really do. He broke Patty Kane's uh, goal scoring record for the US uh, development program. Broko Halenka Halinka uh, goals in a tournament record like this kid just scores Dave. like he you put the puck on his stick he puts it in the net that's it that's, that's, that's it
0: yeah that's definitely a bright spot in the future of the Montreal Canadiens
1: oh I can't wait for it because realistically he could play this year for us depending how their uh, their last like tournament goes I forgot what Frozen Four, Frozen, four, Frozen or four, or something like that. Yeah, some, some of that, whatever, because they're still in that tournament. Uh, depending on when that finishes for them, like he could sign his pro deal and be. I, I would assume he'll end up in the AHL this year, if uh, if anything. Yeah, I would.
0: I, but I think you guys probably want him to play. Like once he's done playing in Wisconsin, you're probably going to want to get him up to Laval for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get oh, 100%, games.
1: hundred uh, percent. Bergman said at the beginning there that was basically the plan was. Whenever Cole Caulfield can turn pro, he's turning pro.
0: Well, and I think it's important for him because, like I said, he's a small guy, Like, yeah. we, right? It's important yeah. for him to get games against men, yeah. right? Like, even if it's not in the show, in the National Hockey League, at the National Hockey League level, him playing against professional hockey players instead of just get like, kids his age in the college ranks, yeah. it, I
1: think is really, really
0: important for his development.
1: 100%. So, like, if... if uh if he goes and goes straight into Laval and doesn't play for Montreal, yeah, I've got no problem with that. I, I think that's probably the best way. I would say
0: that's what you want, yeah. 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 Because you don't want him to come into the league and not score and get discouraged either. Exactly. You don't want to just throw a guy into the NHL yeah. unless he's like Connor McDavid or yeah. Austin Matthews, right?
1: And like, and I and I realize that there's, I you know, I've got Cole Caulfield up here, and I realize that those guys are up here, like even more. Well, like yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not that deluded yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I think him playing, call it 10, if you can get 10, 15 games in the AHL, learn the system, you know, get used to the pro life, because he he's had uh, two good camps for Montreal as a rookie, like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. camps and positive, So you know, I'm I can't wait. I can't wait to see this kid. He's going to score so many goals, Dave I'm telling yep. you right now.
0: Isn't it a good feeling having young kids in your system that you're just very happy about?
1: Like, yeah, it's so it's such a good feeling, especially because he, it's the type of player that we're missing. Like, you know, we've got Tyler Toffoli, who bless him, is leading the team with 18 goals. But I don't think Tyler Toffoli is like the long-term solution.
0: I don't think Tyler. I I'm still curious to see if he can sustain that. I think that's unsustainable. Tyler, he's just, Tyler Toffoli is what he is, and he's going to regress back to the mean. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: meh, I don't know. I, I, Okay, I think I think the 50 pace is a little much for him, but like I don't, I don't think it's like too, too far off him. You know what I mean? I would put, like, I, I, I would say his ceiling
0: would be like a 30 goal scorer.
1: No, yeah, he's 17-18 uh, was 24, 15-16 uh, he put up 31, 14-15 was 23. So, yeah, like, that's ballpark where That was a good in. guess, eh? What?
0: That was a good guess, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, like, the, the fifth, like, being on pace for 1582 is, like, a little much, but it's not... Entirely it's not, out of
0: the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, like, it's not like a guy who's going from, like, two or three goals a year... Is going on this stage. like he's he's the guy who knows how to put the puck in the net.
0: Yeah, for sure, definitely.
1: But when I when I think of, you know, Tyler Toffoli leading our line, or Cole Caulfield leading our line, I want Cole Caulfield. Yeah, and like we said, not yet, not yet, no. I, but I, in the future, in if the if very I, near future. If I don't see him in a Habs like in a legit Habs jersey until next October, I'm very happy with that. That's to me, that is fine. That is now if something happens where maybe we have our playoff spot kind of clinched mathematically where like we can't move up or down and you know, we've got one or two games left and they want to give them a couple games in the NHL. I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah. But uh, either way, I'm looking forward to seeing this kid fucking rip up the league. I'm so excited for it, Dave. Well, that's a topic for another day because
0: he ain't doing it yet.
1: Not yet. I, one of the first episodes of like next season is going to be me, the, the Cole Caulfield episode. Oh, where I just rant and rave about him for an hour, and you just sit there and nod. You don't actually, you don't even need to be on the call, Abe. I'll just record it all myself.
0: <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to Bitter Rivals Podcast, episode 11. We very much appreciate everybody who does, as you know. And um, yeah, you know, if you're not, give us a follow on all our socials. We got at uh, Bitter Rivals Pod on Twitter, at Bitter Rivals Podcast on Instagram uh you can check out clips from the episodes there uh you can also check out we're gonna start doing some stories and and uh voting polls and stuff like that uh so yeah check it out interact with us we'll uh respond to all comments and stuff talk to you guys appreciate you all and uh thanks we'll talk to you next
1: week yeah peace see you guys